Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the vote for speaker is completely insane. And I'm going to share with you now how completely insane it is. Because on my best day, no matter how creative I was trying to be and whatever substance I took to be as creative as possible, I never, and I mean never, ever, ever could have come up with this one. Kelly of Pennsylvania. Former Speaker of the House, the Honorable John Boehner. Boehner. Sorry, I, I, I couldn't have done that. I could not have thought of a situation where John Boehner, the former Speaker of the House, you know, his father worked in a bar. Uh, or was his father, wait, his father was a mailman and he worked in a bar? I can't keep up. I never dreamt that he would get a vote. I don't know what this Republican Party is doing. I don't know what they're doing. But then again, I would have never voted out Kevin McCarthy the way I did because there was no plan at play. And we've got the proof of that now. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joined us right now from the Indiana 3rd District. Also, uh, the Republican uh, candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana, the endorsement of the Republican Party here, although there are some others who are trying to make uh, some noise. We'll see if they're able to go through with it. Uh, but Congressman Banks... Um, I, I, I want your thoughts on this, and I do want to get into an Israel conversation with you as you have served in the military, seeing what you're seeing from the United States in terms of support, seeing the saber rattling from Iran. But you were there on the floor. You voted for, for, for Jim Jordan. What's going on? Well, Tony, my, my grandpa always said the Democrats are the evil party and you Republicans are the stupid party. And we look awfully stupid at this moment. And it keeps getting worse. I mean, to your point, you just played that clip of a representative from Pennsylvania voting for John Boehner. I didn't come to Washington to vote for John Boehner to be Speaker of the House back in 2016. I'm certainly not going down that path this time. You had a lot of members kind of... Uh, vote for each other or vote for Scalise who dropped out or vote for McCarthy who, who uh, was already ousted. The fact of the matter is Jim Jordan uh, is, has, has the most votes to be the, spe- the next Speaker of the House, and it's time for Republicans to unite. What, might, you might have personality differences with them. You might have policy differences with them. Make him the Speaker of the House so that we can get back to work and do what we were sent here to do. We were given a majority so that we could fight back against the Biden administration, against the, the radical left who's trying to destroy this country. And we're, we've given up that majority with this situation. And I, I'll tell you what, my, my biggest fear and the reason I believe that, that these guys made a colossal and historic mistake to begin with when they ousted McCarthy is they've opened the door to Democrats choosing the next Speaker of the House, which is what, why, they've, why the voters gave us the majority to to begin with, was to fight back against them, not to hand over the majority to them. And that's the path that we're headed down right now. Is there any possibility that the consensus comes? You, you've heard people like Congressman Jamie Raskin push this. And, of course, there are Democrats who dream of this, that Republicans will just get exhausted and they'll say Hakeem Jeffries as speaker, you know, just to get it over with. Please tell me in the level of insanity that we're seeing, there is no shot of that. Well, I, I don't want to say there's no shot of it, 
you had every single Democrat in the House join with eight Republicans to take out the Republican Speaker of the House. Now you see a, a dynamic that's emerging where the, every single Democrat and eight different squishy, moderate, rhino Republicans bond together to elect a Democrat Speaker of the House or a Speaker of the House who is beholden to more to Hakeem Jeffries than to the conservative wing of the Democrat or the, the conservative wing of the Republican Party that was given the majority by the voters just last November. This is insane. You are right uh, to call it that. This is the most absurd thing I've ever seen in politics. And I've seen a lot of crazy stuff uh, out here in Washington, D.C. over the past seven years. But what these guys did, they opened a can of worms, and there's no way to put the worms back in the can at this point. Uh, there's, there's not a single Republican in the House who can get every single Republican in the narrow majority to vote for them to make them the speaker. And now you've created a, a dynamic where something, I think, really, really bad, really, really worse than what we have at the moment could happen. And that's that's turning over the majority to the Democrats. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, candidate for Senate, Republican candidate for Senate in Indiana. Uh, people like Congresswoman Sparts, also of Indiana, say that you have to get back in a room with the conference and make the decision there before going to the floor. Is she wrong about that? I mean, Tony, I'm for playing this out in public. I mean, let 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 your voters know what you're doing. Not not. We've had enough. Uh, I sat through all of the meetings over the last couple of weeks, the conference meetings behind closed doors. We had to check our phones in like children when we went into the rooms uh, so that the media wasn't getting, you know, real time leaks out of the conference room. Let's go out. Let's do this. The whole reason we had vote yesterday and a vote today was to go before the American people and tell them where we re- where we really stand. And I'm getting I, I'm getting hundreds of phone calls um, right now weighing in. You know, 99 percent of them are in support of Jim Jordan from my district. I mean, that Hoosiers want a, a conservative uh, rock star like Jim Jordan to be the Speaker of the House to fight back against the radical left. And you know, we we've had enough. We've had enough closed-door conversations. We had one one Republican member who just came out a little bit ago and said we should get out of Washington and go to Gettysburg. Let's go have a retreat and talk about it. I'll tell you what, Tony, Republicans retreat too much already. The last thing we need, need to do is go have a two-day retreat at somewhere like Gettysburg. Let's work this out uh, in front of the American people, go down to the floor, and keep voting until we elect a Republican Speaker of the House. And Jim Jordan is the obvious, the obvious a Republican to make uh, that to put in that speaker's chair because he's got what it takes. He doesn't well, back down from a fight. Sir, you say obvious. He got less votes today than he got uh, on the the day before. So is he the obvious choice? Do these moderates come around? And if so, I mean, I don't mean to stack questions, but let's go back to the first one. Is he the obvious choice? He's the obvious choice to me. He's the obvious choice to conservatives and Republicans nationwide who overwhelmingly support him. They, these these guys that are voting against him, Tony, are the are mostly the the moderate, big spending wing of the Republican Party who are afraid of a Speaker of the House who will cut spending rather than continue to allow it to grow. A thirty three trillion dollar national debt, a two trillion dollar annual annual deficit. It's time to do something about it. Do something about one of the biggest issues. Uh, that we're dealing with as a country, not to mention uh, all of the other big issues of the day, holding the Biden administration accountable for uh, the uh, many of the abuses of their power, the the, the border crisis, 
uh, uh, holding China accountable. I mean, we can't do any of that until we put a speaker in the speaker's chair. And right now, Jim Jordan is the closest guy in the conference to being able to get the 217 votes, but he has a couple of squishy moderates and some others who have personality conflicts because they've been on the other side of battles with him over the past. It's really disappointing. You've got votes for McCarthy, votes for Scalise, votes for Boehner. People like uh, uh, Buck out of Colorado who are absolutely not going to vote for Jordan under any circumstances. So while he may be for you the clear conservative choice, he may be for people calling in the clear conservative uh, uh, choice, you have to get the 217 votes. My question to you, sir, is who's the alternative that you are looking at and maybe your allies are looking at? Yeah, I mean, Tony, this is uh, this is unprecedented. It's frustrating. Once again, this was a giant mistake for these guys to oust the Republican speaker in the way that they did. They opened up a, a, a Pandora's box. And I don't, I don't know how I, this is what I'm saying. If it's not Jim Jordan, then we're going to see a speaker of the House chosen with Democrat uh, support beholden to Democrats. And that betrays our republic, our, the majority that the voters gave us. I will never vote for anybody to be the Speaker of the House who is supported by Democrats, and I'll, I'll keep my, I'll, I'll stick to my guns on that. It, it, it is, it would be a huge betrayal to the voters who sent us here with the majority. I asked if there's somebody else. I am curious uh, to I see don't know if who, there's a compromise candidate. Is, my, is the choice I'm voting for? I don't, I don't see anybody else. Again, I don't, I don't know who in the room can get the magic number of 217 votes. And, um, you know, we can keep recycling names and have the next man up and and move on to someone else. Um, I, 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 Jim Jordan is the obvious choice for me. I'm going to keep supporting him until he drops out. Let me move your attention, sir, uh, to Israel, the terrorist attack from Hamas, a terrorist organization, um, which is in today's world, ISIS. Uh, the president goes to visit. They you have this uh, bombing of a hospital in Gaza, as reported. Immediately, uh, U.S. press and others wanted to blame Israel, as we know now uh, that this was a rocket from Gaza fired by Hamas that misfired and hit this hospital. They claim 500 people uh, dead, and you get this from President Biden amongst conversations of, you know, we're on Israel's side. You are not alone in this. Uh, Other nations should leave Israel alone. President Biden also says this. Today, I'm also announcing $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. That is the president saying that as much as uh, the United States is on the side of Israel, $100 million for Gaza for humanitarian assistance, which we know will flow into the hands of Hamas, just like we know money given to Iran for humanitarian assistance will flow into the hands of the Ayatollah and the Mullahs, the hardliners, and uh, the, the, the clerics. In your view, does Joe Biden have a good foreign policy idea here, and do you believe in his support for Israel? Uh, no, I mean, Joe, Joe Biden's weak foreign policy around the globe has made the world far more dangerous than it was on any single day that Donald Trump was the president and the commander in chief. And this is another example of why, Tony, I mean, this guy, he's he's embarrassing. He's weak need. Uh, he projects he projects uh, weakness on the world stage, unlike anything we've ever seen before, which is why Russia invaded Ukraine. It's why Iran is pumping up their proxy groups like Hezbollah and Hamas to go out and do these uh, uh, terrible things once again in ways that we have that, that we didn't see uh, at this uh, degree at all when 
when a Republican was in the White House. So this is the, the, the Biden weakness attracts this type of terrorism and aggression from our enemies. And we'll, we're going to keep seeing that as long as this guy's in the White House. So it's time to call Hamas out and it's time to support Israel and their mission to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. And, uh, and, and members of Congress have got to get a speaker back in the speaker's chair so that we can provide the support to Israel that they need uh, to be able to do that. And uh, that, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm focused on at the moment. You have some members of Congress, whether it be Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, Congressman Andre Carson, um, who have shown uh, outward support of Hamas and unwillingness to condemn uh, Hamas and have moved, uh, for example, the story about the hospital, have moved the lie that it was Israel bombing the hospital. Once you get a speaker, Lord only knows when that will be, sir, uh, will there be repercussions for these members who have, in my view, as, 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 a, as a citizen, provided aid and comfort to the enemy? Yeah, there, there better be. I mean, I, I can't believe that a representative from Indiana could be a part of the Hamas caucus and support, show public support for Hamas and be so outwardly anti-Israel. And it's just, it's unbelievable to me that, that any of these members uh, could get away with that type of rhetoric coming from their districts around the country. And I hope, I hope their, their voters speak out against it. Uh, but yes, con- uh, as soon as we get a speaker, we should take up this matter and uh, a- address some of the, the most egregious examples of, of this anti-Israel, even anti-Semitic uh, uh, language that we're seeing play out online by some of these uh, pro-Hamas members of Congress. There's no place for it. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, candidate for Senate, Republican candidate for Senate in Indiana. I appreciate it, and we'll watch the vote tomorrow, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to talk about this again. But if you could just try, sir, uh, let's not. Let's, let's get this uh, done, because this is just, this is no way for adults to behave. Congressman Jim Banks, I appreciate you taking the time, sir. More is coming up. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz Today. The Dow is down 163. The NASDAQ is down 156. And it could have something to do with the 10-year Treasury popping over 4.9. It could have something to do with 30-year fix rates being at 8%, which we told you was coming. We said it. We said that the 8% is coming. The 8% is here, children. Just how long before we get to 9, and do I hear 10? Yes, I, I do, and yes, you will see it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. Don't forget to get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. We will see it there. It could be under Tony Katz today or under Tony Katz in the morning news. Just look for my name and just say subscribe. And it's totally fine on Rumble as, as well. Oh, bad things right now. Bad, bad things. And that 10-year treasury right now just under 4.9. But it crossed, which means it will, I think the high was 4.934. It will hit five. So the 10-year treasury is the benchmark by which we take a look at 30-year fixed mortgages. And the 30-year fixed will be, uh, the spread is what, 300 basis points right now? 
which means 3%. So if the 10-year treasury is the benchmark, and that's basically 5%, that puts 30-year fixed at 8%. That's where it puts it. That's where it is. And so this is this affects everything. This affects everyone. This affects housing. This, of course, uh, affects cars and, and, and the purchasing of a vehicle, or that they're going to try in every way they, they possibly can. They're going to try and find um, more ways to, to get you into a car. They, they don't have an option. The car has to be sold. United Airlines is down 8% because of what they say are fuel costs, which they wonder if, is, if there's going to be serious impact from war in the Middle East. And you say to me, well, Israel, not so much an oil producer. Gaza, not an oil producer. No, no, no. This is about all-around effects of a war and where people's focus is. Because if war does indeed break out, and, and that's not to say that Israel isn't at war right now. Um, it, it's it's the idea that, that it's going to have an effect because other nations will jump into the game. Iran sent a warning, and I'll get into it. If you missed my conversation with Noah Rothman over at National Review, I, I, I will share that with you. Iran sends this this warning uh to to Israel and 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 the warning is uh uh you better stop it you better stop it with these bombings of Gaza or else or or, or else what do you what do you mean or or else actually it wasn't or else it was time is up Hussein Amir uh Abdalian who is the foreign minister of of Iran shares the message, and I quote here, he put it out on Twitter, after the terrible crime of the Zionist regime in the bombing and massacre of more than a thousand innocent women and children in the hospital, the time has come for the global unity of humanity against this fake regime, more hated than ISIS and its killing machine. Time is over. And then they tweeted, time is up in both Hebrew and Arabic. Of course, Iran is lying about what happened. Uh, with the hospital, that was a Hamas rocket that misfired and hit a hospital. I didn't know we were up to a thousand people, but it's Iran. Are you going to trust them? Could you imagine actually trusting a message from Hamas, a data point from Hamas? That's insane. That's criminally insane. You are, hold on, what's the word that I'm looking for? You are, oh, I know it's. It's on the... T- oh, there it is. It's f- embarrassing! It really is. It is embarrassing and pathetic. And also, uh, I- I'd like to ask Elon Musk why it's okay to put out that misinformation and then say time is over, which is clearly a threat. We allow this on, on-, on Twitter X? We-, we don't. We do. We don't. We do. We don't. I don't know what the rules are, if someone could tell me now, if we allow uh, the uh, terrorist-supporting regime of Iran, if we allow this. Because if we do, I just, I just need to know the rules. I just need to know how this works. This is where we're at. The lies, the everything else. So when we talk about where, how this affects oil prices, well, yeah. This is this is war, and if Iran does indeed uh, get in, um, there are other issues at play, and issues of how Saudi Arabia responds, because of course they're going to show solidarity, uh, and that that means an OPEC conversation. 
You know, we're putting out more energy than ever in the U.S., but maybe we shouldn't have canceled all those leases to do more drilling. This is Tony Katz today. questions so a member of congress on federal property when did that happen tony katz tony katz today when in the world did that happen that's congressman uh colin allred out of texas you can't ask a question in the halls of congress you're on federal property you can't do this who the hell are these people i have members of congress upset that their constituents called now i'm not saying the call should be threatening i would oppose every single one of them But a lot of constituents called and said, vote for Jim Jordan, and they got upset? What do you mean you got upset? What are you, children? Get out of Congress. Go work at Dairy Queen. You got upset. Many more people get upset that their blizzard wasn't made properly. Oh, that's a real angering thing. Your constituents you're upset with for calling you? That's crazy. Representative Allred, you can't ask a question? What do you mean you can't do this here? You're on federal property. Stop doing this. Because you were asked about your failure to fund Iron Dome? You should be asked that all the time. Get tough guy with somebody else. But it's not just the Democrats who are insane. Matt Gates put out a fundraising email saying Republicans are trying to keep Jim Jordan from being elected speaker. And it reads, we are inches from electing Speaker Jim Jordan, but rhinos are working with radical Democrats like AOC, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib to block Jim Jordan from becoming Speaker. Matt Gates worked with those Democrats to get rid of Speaker McCarthy. Now he's going to claim that Republicans are working with those people to keep Jordan. We live in the upside freaking down. You, this, this is why people say I give up. This is why people say blank this. This is why people say F these people. There's a reason. Good Lord. You know the whole line of vote out everybody? I might be right. But seriously, if I can get my mother some votes for speaker. Diane for speaker. It's not a bad idea. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.